This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Broadcasting live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Beautiful Tuesday. Don't forget to vote. Jesse Rogers in about uh, 15 minutes live in Vegas at the GM meetings. It's Carmen and York. Talked a lot of Bears and NFL, some college, some Bulls in hour number one. Arlington Heights trustees last night oh, yeah. kicked off a new phase of negotiations with the Bears by approving a pre development agreement. Boy, there's always a lot of red tape, isn't there, York? Yeah, you know, there's oh, a lot of, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, rules and regulations that one needs and stipulations that need to be stuck to whenever you're doing this kind of thing. There's got to be a lot of, hey, scratch my back, I'll scratch you your. Got a financing going on. You got some backroom back room deals yes, happening. Yes. All types of shadiness right. in these types of transactions. Yes. Uh, so they... Approved a pre-development agreement with the Bears to guide a possible redevelopment of Arlington International. The pre-development agreement does not make commitments to the football club, which has proposed a $5 billion stadium and mixed-use development for the 326-acre site. But it is the most concrete indication so far that the village does intend to move ahead with the project in collaboration with the team. Now, some are for this, some are against. Apparently, there was still a little back and forth happening last night, but ultimately they did agree to move forward. How the project would be paid for has been a source of contention. At a public meeting in September held at Hersey High School, Bears owner, uh, they write Ted McCaskey. Do they mean Phillips or George here? I'm not sure. There's a, that's an obvious. There's not a Ted McCaskey, is there? Well, there could be. There's eight of them. You know that, right? Is there a Ted that I'm unaware of? There All might right. be a Ted I think in it there. might be a misprint because I think if Phillips. I actually think they were both there, Ted and George. But anyway, uh, they say Bears owner. I'm assuming they mean George McCaskey. Told the crowd of about 700 people in September. Cliff Stein was also there, by the way. At the one in September? Uh, 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 no, this oh, the one, one last night. The one last yeah. night. Yes, he was. McCaskey told a crowd of about 700 people in attendance in September, we will need help to make the, uh, uh, to make the redevelopment uh, proposed a reality. McCaskey emphasized at that meeting that every NFL stadium built in the last 20 years has had some type of financial assistance from the host community, often in the form of tax breaks for public utility infrastructure. The Bears have committed to not asking for public money to build the stadium structure itself. But, of course, they famously asked to help us build. We need a few extra billion from you uh, to help us build everything around it. McCaskey, uh, let's see, he emphasized the last 20 years that that's been part of every deal. The Village, for its part, has been careful to not commit to offering public assistance to the Bears. With the mayor telling residents at a recent meeting that the Village has to agree to what may be proposed. The pre-development agreement does make an explicit statement about whether or how the village might give the team public money, but does does list a number of possible options for taxpayer financing, including special service areas, special assessments, the creation of a business district, and imposition of a a business district tax, uh, parking tax, Blah, blah, blah. A lot of tax stuff like on what would happen around that business development. Now, here's the good part. What's the good part, Carm? I'm sort of resigned to the fact that they're going to ask us for money and that we're probably going to agree. 
I don't want to. You I mean the state of Illinois? You mean the state of well, Illinois? Arlington, Arlington Heights, Cook Heights County? And Cook County. Yeah. yeah, I think Cook County and Arlington Heights. That would be my guess. Because they're going to go, look, every stadium in the last 20, you want this to happen, you're going to have to pony up a little. Somehow, some way, it doesn't feel like... Like, I live in Cook County. I don't live in Arlington Heights. I live in Cook County. I feel like if we you live in Cook County, you might get stuck with the bill a little you know, bit. I, I just know. always wonder how that benefits the people of Phoenix and Robbins. They're mm. in Cook County. They Harvey. are in Cook County. Harvey. How's Harvey benefit by the fact that something's happening in Arlington Heights? It, it probably doesn't benefit them out. one bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You imagine? You live in, uh, you know, you're in Bronzeville. You're, you're in East in, Hazelcrest. Hey, how's a, how, what kind of benefit am I getting in Arlington what, Heights? Uh, 40 miles away. What am I getting out of the deal? Now, I will say they released, the architectural firm released some of the renderings. Not a stadium rendering yet, but... Some of the other facilities. Like the district itself. Yeah. And it looks pretty cool. If you're on Twitch, you can see. I got some pictures. It looks... You know, Yurko and I came home a couple weeks ago from this Dallas trip with White Claw and the listeners. Oh, and we raved. The NFL life. We raved. I mean... And I've been to Green Bay, and the Green Bay's got themselves a little drinking facility that they have yeah. where you can be in the parking lots, and you're just sitting there boozing so you can walk to the game. Right. The walk to a game in Green Bay is a... Wonderful, easy walk. Well, that's what this would it's be. Not like. an issue. So they've even give they've even given you like time, like basically from here to here is a ten minute walk. Yeah, from here to here is a five minute walk. They've put a radius. They put a radius. Radius they circles put a five out there. Mile radius and a How about ten from the mi- metro station. A five minute, excuse yeah. me, a five minute radius uh, from the metro station. I think they said it was a it was like a minute and a half. Yeah, or maybe maybe it was five full minutes. I have a people mover, you know, where I ain't even got to move my chubby little feet. Right. Oh yeah. How about a people mover? How you know, it? so people nice. on Twitch can see people mover that works too. Not a people mover that doesn't work. I mean, it's like being at the airport. You right? I don't like the people mover. Right? It's standing still, or they got two signs up on each end going, uh, "It's busted again." Yeah, you don't want that. You got to make sure it works. Yeah, so the hell. stadium is tucked. Into the northwest corner. Yes, it is. Northwest Highway, Route 53, if you can picture is that. that. 12, is that 12 or 14? Northwest Highway is 14, right? There Ran, we go. Ran Road is 12, I think. There we go. I, That's I, why I asked the difference. Yep. 14 up there. 14 in Route 53 with Euclid, of course, on the south. Oh, yeah. So the stadium would be tucked back in that corner. In the not, corner. Not exactly where Arlington Park is now. Sure. be a different location. Then, as you go east... Along Northwest Highway, down to uh, is it Wilkie Road? I think it is, and then down, and then to Euclid, is where you'd have this entertainment district. And they put look, they've got employment, retail, Station Square, uh, higher density neighborhood, high rises, higher density like neighborhood, that. a yes. neighborhood park. Is there a fire department in there somewhere? I don't think so. Put a fire department, maybe a little police precinct number 22 or but I something. I think there's one close by. Yeah. Well, I'm just making sure. Pond and green infrastructure. Oh. Tailgating spots. And it's all on here. And a water feature where you'd walk from this entertainment district to the stadium across this big green area and water feature. Oh. Maybe take a pontoon over. Or maybe huh? you could. Yeah. And I got to say. It looks good. It looks pretty good. Carm, are those pictures going to be made available on your Instagram? Well, you, I, there's a link to a story on the Tribune. I just went there, and you could. there's you a should, whole PDF. You should link it to I your, take to your story on Instagram. Don't take pictures. Well, I don't, link that story to your Instagram. Oh, like in the story? Okay, yeah. I'll do that. Or your I, Twitter. I can, I can do that. And I'll retweet it for the fans. I will I will do that. Yeah, I'm uh, here for you. We can probably I got great ideas. I'm a, yeah. I'm a guy that can strategize and 
conceptualize. I'm telling you, we just can't. a non-executioner. Well, you do have good ideas. I won't kill anybody. Yurko and I came home from that trip, and we and everybody yeah, that was down there said the it, same it thing. You're enamored. You, yeah. The game day experience is so incredible. And the food was good. It wasn't your no. usual crap bar fare. His stuff was good. Um, there are some things that they can do that we simply can't. We don't have the same climate. I mean, I think I told people this. One whole end of the stadium is basically open on game day. Yeah, it's you open. Can, you can walk it's in and I out. walked in on. It's, yes. You walk in and out. You goes in and out, yeah. You know, like, and Black, who's a season ticket holder, and it, it, Chris will tell you, getting in and out of Soldier Field, not only is it Good a pain love. in the ass, it almost feels dangerous. Right, Chris? It almost feels like they can't possibly be funneling this many people into the three doors that they want us to exit out of. When you walk out of that Dallas, and again, yeah. I, I get we can't really do that because the weather. It's fi- Chris, it's 50 yards across yeah. where you can just walk in and out of the stadium. Yeah, and it's like, just go to the the United Center. Go to a Blackhawks or a Bulls game or a concert over there. You can get in and out of the building. You can get to the parking lot and out of the parking lot with no issue. Uh, Sunday, we sat in the parking lot for 40 minutes in line trying to get out of the parking lot before we even poured onto all the traffic on LSD. And then also getting out of the stadium, the south end zone, there are like three doors to get out of. Three, like, there's doors, the one like major a- one in the middle, and then there's like small doors on the outside. There's only a couple of them. So you have hundreds of people yeah. piling in front of these doors to squeeze through. It, crazy. It's, it's crazy that when you want to leave, you really can't leave the stadium. You must feel like you're a prisoner. Yeah, it's it, the entire uh, place just sucks. Getting around the concourse. He's, <laughs> no, I mean, li- listen, it is what it is. Uh, there's that's why they need to leave. Yes. That's 100% right. You get getting around the newer stadiums, I've noticed too. I mean, I went to the bathroom twice in Dallas. It took 90 seconds, Yurko. Yeah. Go get, get out. Get out. I, I did it took too. 90 seconds. I did too. Like you, and that's just the kind of stuff that we're talking about. That's the kind of stuff that they need, right? If they're going to make it a a truly great like modern game day destination. Wow. I, and the great thing, I'm, I'm going to tell you my story down there in Dallas. I was there for a quarter and a half with Carmen. Yes. When I got to inside the stadium, finally, the second touchdown was being scored by the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I found Carmen, sat down with him, and we watched the uh, second second quarter together. Right. Yeah. And then I had to leave for. Right? For so Bailey and I both had to leave. Yes. Because she had to get to the uh, remote, the post game, as did I. Right. I literally get outside, this guy in a golf cart, I put a 20 in the air, the guy with the golf cart came there. Hey, he was an employee. He was an employee. Happy to put that right in his pocket. I said, NFL Live? He goes, perfect. Because I'm going there anyway. And he drove me on the golf cart. Took Bailey and I over to NFL Live. That's awesome. And then I caught a, I caught a Uber from there and went to Grand Prairie, and then I was there. Perfect. Easy peasy, unbelievable. How nice it was. People willing to help. Sometimes you get outside of Soldier Field. Boy, people don't even want to answer a question for you sometimes. People are not willing to help. People are not willing to help outside of Soldier Field. Oh, my heavens. It's a zoo over there. It's it's, it's too congested. It's it's just not convenient. And as more... 
like we're getting more and more excited by the game because we see some growth and development with Justin. The more I see these renderings oh, and things yeah. like that, and if they can actually pull this off, like do it right, well, it would be an amazing thing? game day experience. The best thing is going to be when they host the uh, NCAA men's basketball championships. For sure. For sure. When they host the Super Bowl there. A hundred percent. That's what I'm talking about. Like the game day experience. Some other would events. Be fun. Some Look other at, events. Look at that. Folks. Welcome to Chicago. Maybe the Big Ten will stay up in Chicago where people actually live. Well, like Taylor Swift is coming in June? Yes, to Soldier. What if it rains? We're going to be sitting in the rain. Oh, I tell you. Boy, I've already got people angling for tickets for the whole Hope she's wearing a T-shirt. We requesting with Dan. Yeah, I... Hope she's wearing a T-shirt. Thank you, Jericho. Okay, I wasn't talking about it. I would like to see Taylor Swift in concert. And my I'd like to bring my like, daughter. I've seen like, her. I've She's seen, great in concert. Like, yeah, I've I know. seen concerts seen at Soldier Field. Like, it doesn't, it's not any better leaving. Because oh, no. With, no. with a game, you can, like, stagger leaving. Like, I know this weekend it was, like, down to the last play. So everyone stayed till the end. With a concert, everyone's leaving at the same time. No one's leaving concerts early. I think the last That's time. True. No. I think the last time I was at Soldier Field for a game wasn't a football game. It was the Hawks-Penguins game. Do you guys remember that? It was a Saturday yes. night yeah. a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. It snowed. You want to talk about a disaster getting out of there with the snow and everything else? I mean, it was... A blank show. It was just an absolute blank show. Yeah, there's blank no other way to put it. show. Yeah. And it's Variety like, show I, I, know, I know I don't want to come here. I mean, right. I mean, just absolutely awful. We were already looking... Uh, we don't know yet because the season's got to play out. The schedule's going to matter uh, for the opponent, depending on where you finish in the division. But some, me and Sylvie and Danny were already looking at... The projected away schedule for the Bears next year it would have uh, New Orleans and two trips to L.A., both L.A. teams. I'm like, dude, that's a dream come true. We got like, a place in L.A., don't we? Well, we do now, yeah. We, we got our, our sister station, Good Karma Brands, baby. I'm like, we have to go. I told that I said, me and Danny and Silva were texting about it. I said, if it's just the guys, if we're going to do a guys trip, we got to do NOLA. I said, if we're taking the yeah, kids again, if we're taking the boys, we're going to L.A. to see one of the to see either the Rams or Charger game. L.A.'s fine, but it ain't home. Yeah, and like that, and they kind of agreed. You don't want to take the boys to Nola. No, that's just we'd have too much. Well, fun. you don't know. No, nah, too much fun. Hey, did kids ever have a hurricane? Uh, no. Huh? At Pat too, O'Brien's? Too much. I said, if it's just the guys we're doing New Orleans, let's see if the schedule even ends this way. It would be great to have a road trip in uh, New Orleans or, or like in L.A. in November, or December too. Yes. You know, don't can, stack those games in, in September no. and October. Please, no. And can you imagine the Bear fan take? Well, they did it last year to open up the season. The Bear fan takeover of that stadium when they play the Chargers, let's say. Bears. It'll be 80% yeah. Bears fans. Yeah. Maybe 85% Bears fans at SoFi. Let's hope that game comes to fruition next year. Uh, is, the AFC, is the AFC West on the schedule next year? Well, they they might be because you played in the East and the East this year. Well, no, but they played Vegas last year. So no, no, I got you. So not so yeah. you're going south of the yeah yeah or, uh, the south or the what's the other one? You know how it would be? It would potentially be the Chargers based on where they finish because the Bears are. If the Bears could, could the Bears finish in second, they could. Well, it's a possibility. They could. It's a very so real they possibility. They finish second, and the Chargers they, finish. They second. could finish second with six victories, yeah. maybe seven. And then if the Chargers will probably finish second, right? So you could play the second place team from the West. Maybe that's how the pre- early projection would already have the Bears facing them. I don't know. We'd have to look at yeah, let's how it look shakes at. out. But that would be the a Bears great are trip. third right now, so it's got to mean the Chargers are third. No, but they're not. They're second. Because the lion, the excuse me, the the, the Raiders are last, and the Broncos are, th- are third, right? 
Yeah, so I wonder how that was on there because somebody had tweeted it and it got us all got us all, all juiced, juiced up. up. Yeah, all juiced up. I'm gonna look at it right up. now. Yeah, West Kansas City, L.A. Chargers, three, yeah. five, and one. Right. It goes Minnesota. It goes Green Bay, and then Chicago. And then Chicago. Okay, I wonder how that was tiebreak or something weird. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Three one two three three two ESPN. We can grab some of your Bears thoughts on uh, potential move and what you want out of the new stadium. Some people already have a few questions uh, after reading the latest stories and what we were discussing. We're also going to go to Vegas and check in with Jesse Rogers. The baseball GM meeting's already underway. We'll be right back. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN One Thousand. See what we're up to. See them on Twitch at ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Baseball season just ended. GM meetings already happening out in Vegas. What a life Jesse Rogers leads. Houston to Vegas. I believe he'll be in Southern California next month for the annual winter meetings. That's where a lot really gets done. Let's bring in Jesse now. He joins Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Oh, taking over Vegas. Nothing wrong with that, Jess. No, I, I arrived Sunday, listen to this first quarter of the Bears game, and I immediately live bet the over at 49. Beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Beautiful, it was a beautiful Jess. thing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's uh, money in the bank, as we like to say, my friend. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I know the odds couple, you, you picked the over. I, yes, I know you did that. So. It was one of the best Good plays. Job. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right, so uh, what happens at these GM meetings normally? I mean, really, the winter meetings is where a lot gets done, but does this start to lay the groundwork? And what's the early buzz out there just a few days removed from the end of the regular season? Yeah, I'll give you a few few things in terms of the buzz, but normally these are a week later, but because of the lockout, they, they butt it up against the World Series. So it's, it is very early, especially early in the, in the, in the uh, offseason here. So I preface everything I say by, by that. If, if, if this was a week later... I'd probably have more definitive things to say, but they're really just getting going right now in the offseason. And you're right, the winter meetings, I think, is where you're going to see a lot of signings, maybe some trades. You can't even sign anybody right now. Mm-hmm. You can't sign anybody till Thursday, Friday, unless it's your own guy. Unless it's your own guy. So you won't hear Jacob DeGrom to the Braves in the next day or two. You have to, uh, by the end of the week is when the open period begins. Well, let's start with those shortstops. I know Cub fans want to know if they're going to get one. I mentioned this quickly on Waddle and Sylvie last week. I'm, I'm still doubtful. One is going to have to fall into their lap. I think the Cubs' strategy is kind of similar to last offseason. Yes, we will spend, but we're going to be nimble. We're going to be depth. We're going to be, you know, n- not necessarily locking ourselves into an eight to ten year deal. Um, so if one of these guys, like Correa last year, fell to the Twins, I think they'd be more willing to grab one on a short-term deal that maybe wants some opt-outs. But I'm not sure Correa or Bogarts are going to go down that road because they already did that once. Mm-hmm. So here's the feeling early on. Trey Turner, shortstop, great shortstop. Everyone's talking about him going to Philadelphia. If that happens, wow. the Dodgers would probably replace him. If Swanson leaves the Braves, he'd go to L.A., that leaves Correa and Bogarts. I think Correa's market's really interesting. Listen to this, Buzz. Like, the Dodgers and the Yankees wouldn't be interested in Carlos Correa because of the scandal, because of the cheating, and that fan, those fan bases would not accept Correa. Because, remember, Houston and New York had a thing going. You know, that was them in the playoffs. And then Houston and the Dodgers in the World Series. Oh, so, so there's all sorts okay. of – yeah, there's all sorts of moving parts. Maybe, um, you know, one of them, Bogarts or Correa, falls to the Cubs. But – that's the strategy, more of the 
Strowman's and the and the um, Seiya Suzuki kind of signings, not the let's push all our chips in. And I'm not sure Cub fans want to hear that, but it, it's it's another building year. It's not we're going for it just yet with the Cubs. And the last thing about the Cubs, they just don't have the top, top-end prospects, the MVP caliber or Cy Young caliber guys coming up. They need to sort of get there. And they're not quite there yet. The White Sox picked up Anderson's option. He's a great bargain. But is there any thought to moving him to second and finding uh, one of these shortstops or going after one of these shortstops in the free agent market? Or is that completely ridiculous in their minds at this point? I'd be very surprised if they did that. I I don't think they're going to spend big, big money. I mean, I know people hate to hear that. So both sides of town, I'm not hearing the big, big allocation in terms of dollars. Uh, I'll give you a couple names to think about. You know, right field is now open. Andrew Vaughn's going to move to first. I think Eloy and Gavin Sheets can split time at left and DH. Right field, once again, is open. Michael Conforto would make sense mm-hmm. on a short-term rebuild his deal. Let, let, let's compete for a year or two with Michael Conforto. Come I'll give you another name. injury. Missed the whole I know. year. I'll, I'll give you another name, better name probably, in terms of leadership and, and, and the things they need in that locker room, who can still hit. Michael Brantley. I give you that. This, yeah. Yeah, Michael Brantley ended the season hurt also, but had a 370 on base before he got hurt. Uh, read Jeff Passan's post-World Series article, and I know this for a fact as well. Michael Brantley was huge behind the scenes for the Houston Astros to get them sort of over the hump in, in different moments, especially the World Series when they got down to one. He'd be a great leader in that locker room. Left-handed bat, yeah. so was Conforto. I, here, I, one thing I heard about the White Sox, you know, in terms of trying to make trades, uh, someone said this about both Moncada and Grandel. They're walking no trade clauses. Those two, those two guys, oh, you, of course. they're untradeable. Grandel, I mean, are you kidding? You, right? Please, right. The best thing right. you can hope with Grandel is that uh, the new manager gets uh, into his ear and and produces some productivity. Well, some I would say Moncada, maybe not Grand Grandel. Forget about it. He's your catcher, more, right? Forget about. I it. think. The more I think about the White Sox offseason, talk about talk to people. Pedro Grafal has such a huge task, and I think I don't know how much they can change this roster. What can they, who can they really trade? Unless you're trading Vaughn, you trade Vaughn, you need to replace him right away. I mean, what can they do to this roster? They can't trade McConaughey. They can't trade Rendell. They trade Ta. They have to replace him right away. Um, they need left-handed hitting. That doesn't grow on trees. It, 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 Griffal's job is to get the best out of these guys, mm. which Larusa did not do. It's it's a really interesting offseason. I mean, Ozzie Guillen said it right at the end of the year. The easiest part of Rick Hunt's offseason is hiring a manager. The hard part is changing this roster. And in talking to people, nobody knows how they're going to be able to do that. And so that that means I, I go back to Griffal just trying to get the best out of this roster as maybe they add a little bit of left-handed hitting. They need to add some pitching depth as well. And there's a lot of pitchers out there. And I'm not, I'm not sure who that's going to be, but, you know, there's a lot of choices out there. What might happen with uh, Giolito in the Sox this offseason? They just play out the string? No, I think he's on the market. That is that is a, a tradable asset, even though he didn't have a great year. I think people b- believe he's probably better than he showed last year. Okay. So I do think he's on the market. I don't know if, if he'll, they'll trade him, but I do think he's on the market. I don't think he's long-term for the White Sox. Okay. Um, I'll give you another you know, former White Sox pitcher, Carlos Rodon. A lot of people yep. have talked about him. He's going to the Rangers. Uh, barring something crazy, he's not going to the Cubs. People think about him. Cubs are not going after Verlander, Rodon, or, you know, he, uh, there's, a, there's a big three there. Verlander, Rodon, or DeGrom. The Cubs aren't going after any of those guys. 
Um, Rodon's going to go to the Rangers from the latest I've heard. So, uh, and Giolito's probably on the market. They do need to rebuild um, that starting staff at least a little bit. They have Cease, they have Lynn, um, they have, uh, 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 what's his name? It's, uh, you know, the second-year guy um, starting now. Um, Kopech, of course. Kopech. That's I couldn't take a Kopech for a second. Um, so they have they have the makings of a uh, of a starting staff, but they still need to find depth because yeah. I'm not sure that Cueto's back. No. Yeah. Um, so there's some rebuilding to do on the starting staff. They need a right fielder, and the bullpen looks pretty good though. That 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 is something they they did last year. They don't have to do as much work this year on. What uh, happens with Wilson Contreras? Where does he end up? Yeah, this is the biggest mystery of them all. This market, just like at the deadline, hasn't really developed he's not going to the st louis cardinals to replace yadi molina he's not he's not going to these teams that are really known for pitching and i think he gets Mm. a bad rap but he still isn't known as that great game caller or a guy that works with pitchers i think it's a bad rap i think he's he's good enough but you know houston a story came out during the world series they nixed a trade for him because they didn't want to sort of mess with their pitching staff cleveland had terrible hitting catchers didn't trade I don't think he's going to St. Louis. He's not coming back to the Cubs. He will get that qualifying offer. Very doubtful he takes it, but you never know. As the, as the agents talk to GMs this week, they don't hear what they want to hear. I mean, I'm still very, very doubtful he takes it. Very doubtful. But he's not going to get the, the $100 million deal that Real Muto got. Um, so that market is really interesting. Maybe Detroit. I don't think it's Tampa. Any of these teams known for pitching, I don't think are going to bring Wilson Contreras in, and I don't think he's coming back to the Cubs. Hmm. So that market's that market's really interesting. But some people thought he might go to St. Louis, and I don't think that's the case because they're, they're like Houston and, and, and Cleveland and Tampa. They're, they're known for pitching. They're not going to mess with their staff. Rizzo opted out of, what, a $20 million? No, uh, 16. 16. 16, my 16. bad. So he's going to do better than that in the free agent market? Well, this thing, they're going to give him a qualifying offer. So worst case, he comes back for 19 instead okay. of 16. But I think he'd like to get two years at 16, you know, like add on a couple years, okay. preferably from the Yankees, get get another year on, get 32 for the next two years, uh, maybe 40 for, for two, maybe you know 38 for two years, just try to get a little bit more. And worst case scenario, he says yes to the qualifying offer. He has to decide by next week. But that, that was just like, hey, I just had a good year. I'm going to get at least 19 in the qualifying offer. Let me see during this week if I can get two years at 38 or $40 million. Um, You know, the White Sox, there's teams that need left-handed hitting first baseman. The, uh, the, the Padres need, need a first baseman. I think they're going to be interested in Abreu. The White Sox, if they didn't have all those DH slash first yeah, baseman. They, they got too many of them. They got too is. many of them. So, so there's always a market for left-handed hitters, and that's why I think he opted out. And I think he's going to end up back at the Yankees because with that short porch, oh. I don't think he can do any better. If he closes eyes, he'll hit 30 home runs in that building. Yeah. All right, Jess, anything yeah. else we should know? Um, well, there's some interesting things about the shift that I'm hearing from GMs. You know, you, right next year you, can, you have to have four infielders on the dirt um, and two on each side of second base. So listen to this. I'm hearing more and more teams, the Cardinals might be number one, that are considering – Two outfielders in the gaps, uh, and if, if a left-hander's up, you move that center fielder over to left center, but you know shading towards center, and you take your left fielder and you put him where the where the shift used to be, where the, the shortstop used to go, which is um, short right field. Mm. That's what I'm hearing. It's going to be two outfielders, four infielders, and that you know Todd Tommy Edmond is going to be like the free safety of the St. Louis Cardinals. 
you put a guy in short right field just like they've always had. So their teams are already talking about ways to get around this shift and are thinking about outfielders, you know, very athletic outfielders that can cover a lot of ground out there and stick in their least athletic one in short right field. I mean, it's the worst thing Rizzo and Schwarber and these guys want to see, but we'll see. It's a little different to, to allow a, a ground ball through the left side compared to a gap in left center that turns into a double or triple, you know, a gapper out there. So I'm skeptical that teams will actually do it, but right. that's what I'm hearing about. So it's interesting. really interesting. You know, that'll be interesting to see how teams do it in spring training next year and what it looks like early in right. the season. All right, Jess, good work. Let us know if you hear anything the rest of this week. Yeah, today we get to talk to Rickon for 45 minutes to an hour. So really, I'm more. I'm going to be on Cap Show in the morning tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow is, is Jed Hoyer's day, so we'll have a lot more on the White Sox in the next 24 hours, and the Cubs after that as well. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks. Okay. There's See Jesse Rogers covering All right, the kid. gym meetings in Vegas for ESPN.com. Want to grab some of your Bears Stadium call thoughts? A Bears Stadium thought calls. How do you say that, Yurko? I think that's the right way. Bears I think that's Stadium the, thoughts. Yeah. Calls. Bears Stadium thoughts. Calls. <laughs> yes. Up. Coming up. And we'll cross talk in 30 minutes with Waddle and Sylvie. 312 332 3776. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Remember to hang with us this Friday. We're going to wrap the week. Right. Another football Friday out and about with Keeper's Heart, Irish American Whiskey, and Alta Equipment. We are going to be at Moretti's. Great place in Edison Park on the northwest side. Moretti's Edison Park on Olmstead Street from noon to 2.30 or so. Hanging, talking football, both college and pro, with you. So come by and see Yurk and me this uh, Friday for a football Friday. Yeah, we'll be there. Ryan's in Desplaines. On ESPN 1000. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. Um, so I'll try to word this properly. Me and my buddies were talking about it, and I'm curious if they're going to have the ability to just purchase a um, a tailgate spot instead of, like, how you purchase season tickets. Mm. We could just have a tailgating yeah. spot, like, you know, strap a smoker on the pickup truck and come through. What's you know, the uh, parking look like good, in those? Good question. Um, I got to assume they're going to have a big jumbotron outside the stadium. Boy, you think, right? Although, again, you know, does our climate afford it as much? Brian, thanks. Um, The parking is right around the stadium. You'll see, Eric, not by the entertainment district as much. But there there is a spot it looks like reserved for some sort of tailgating green. So maybe that's where there are. Boy, that's a small spot. It is. I know. Compared to everything, uh, yeah, that's a pretty tiny little spot that they've got planned there. Uh, but it it is there, and everything seems to be west and south yeah. of the actual stadium, with the greenery being a little bit of a buffer zone in the water right. to where the performance venue and the hotel and the sports book and this and that are. Yeah. Right. So you got a little bit of greenery and a little yeah. bit of separation there. I think they might have something for you, Brian. We'll have to find out. This is still like, you got to remember, this is it's eight it's, years away. Right. I mean, before. Early the, stages. Yeah, it's so early. But there is There's little... always going to be modifications, Carm. Here, look, they have a team store and a Hall of Fame right by the stadium as you go in the entrance across this walkway over the water. Sure. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, the renderings look really good. Ice skating on the pond in the oh, winter, I'm sure. sure, Yurko. There'd be no liability there. No. Yeah. Please. Don't they have ice skating at Wrigley? I think they do. Yeah, but that's on a rink. I'm talking about literally on the pond. Well, they wouldn't do that. They would do it safely. Ducks on the pond. 
They're not going to do it maybe right on the pond, but I would think somewhere around there they'll have holiday skating. The Rosemont rink is already up. Is it? I don't. I mean, it's not open yet, but I was there on the promenade Friday night at Zany's and then at Bub City, and the rink's up. It's a that's a fun spot to go holiday skating, you know, because they got to, you go eat and drink afterwards. And by the way, Bob, we wondered. I wondered. I'm like, would Bob is Bobcat Goldthwait still funny? Still funny? Was he funny? You yes. went Friday, right? Yes. He was funny. Uh, cutting edge. I mean, was he, he had swearing? A couple, no. Oh, yeah. He had a couple. Okay. Was he doing his old bobcat thing? You know, the he thing that he used to do? He did it once yeah, because yeah. some knucklehead in the crowd screamed for him to do Zed. I hate yeah. that. I hate it, too. And he was that. a good sport about it, you know? He goes, I've moved uh, on. He was like, what about that role really spoke to you? It was funny. It was a funny line. And he, he joked that, yeah, he's kind of moved on. But, okay, he did a little Zed. But, and he had a couple of... You know, yeah, I mean, he was he had a few edgy things, which is always nice, and the crowd didn't totally love one of them, but okay. I mean, that's what a comedian's supposed to do. What would people yell at you if you guys were out at a, on remote, like you guys are going to be out at Moretti's on Friday? That would be the equivalent of someone in the crowd heckling a comedian. Save the mu- me and Sylvie saving the save music. Save the music. Yeah. Yurko does it all the time. Save, save the music. music. Yeah. Hey, Carmen, rate my bourbon. He's uh, gra- grabbing I himself. I don't mind that. <laughs> save the music. Yeah, that would be it. I don't know if I have an equivalent. I know you might not, Yerk. Give me the Yorkshire. Oh, the Yorkshire. Oh, that's a long time ago. Well, that's the point. Boy, that yeah. is a long time ago. Yeah. And half of those were actual words. Right. Yeah. True. But no, is that Bobcat was still funny. Yeah, I was impressed. Still very good. And uh, yeah, like I was saying, the rink is up. So I'm assuming they would do something by the new stadium there, too. Poor Chris gets yelled Zoo News on the street. He can't handle Zoo it. Zoo News. Yeah. Zoo News. He's going bad. Give me Zoo News. Tell me about your draft, man. Stick to Zoo News. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Jeff in LA on ESPN 1000. What up, Jeff? Hey guys, I love you guys. I listen to you either live or on the podcast all the time. Thank for you. Years now. Yeah, thank you. Um, what What is it that you guys think? Why the McCaskies are going to do this correctly? Because <laughs> I already they're lying. Because the, the did you say the walk distance from the metro station to the stadium is five minutes? I thought that's what I that's, saw on one of the renderings. Well, Carmen, may have, up, listen, Carmen yeah. may have misread uh, the I'm artist's sure rendering and the drawings. Right. So it's not that they would be lying. It would be that we would be misreading what we're looking okay, at. Okay, maybe so Carmen's going to take another maybe look. Maybe it's at ten it. minutes. It looks yeah. like five. It looks like the five minute radius would put you in the center of the entertainment district, like on the green as you were walking to the stadium and then maybe another five minutes. So maybe a 10-minute walk, Jeff. Still, who can do three-quarters? I grew up in Arlington Heights. Right? I spent a lot of time in, uh, at Arlington Park. Mm-hmm. From Wilkie to 53, where the, the stadium is proposed, that's at least a half mile, more yeah, like three quarters of a mile. Like three quarters well, of a mile, but you can walk a mile is, in fifteen minutes. What did Tommy Lee Jones do you tell think us? That these Grabowskis can be walking half a mile in twenty minutes. You can walk one mile in fifteen minutes. <laughs> in fourteen minutes, we already yeah, know that from right. fugitive. But why not? But that's the thing. Why not call it fifteen minutes? It's more of their deceptive garbage that the McCaskies are going to blow this. I, I love like you, they've blown Jeff. everything else. Jeff is so mad about the deception and the time spent walking. Have you been to SoFi <laughs> since you're out there? Yes, they have. Is it pretty awesome? Uh, what is remarkable is what changed in the neighborhood, that area. Because hmm. that was not... It was not a good it's area. The now there's forum, every- right? It's where the forum, forum in uh, Hollywood Park used to be. Is that where it is, Jeff? Yeah, further, yeah. further east along Century, it, okay. it, it was, I mean, now there every store, every 
restaurant, everything you can think of is is out in that way. But yeah, it's it's cool the way that they built it, you know, half underground. Awesome, Jeff. Th- thanks. Frankly, for... go ahead, buddy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Frankly, I, I I don't particularly like it. Oh. I think the lighting sucks, and oh, really? they should have air conditioning. Well, that's the other complaint. <laughs> it's I know, there. It's still hot in L.A. when they kick off those games in September. Jeff, thanks. Thanks for listening and checking in. You know, I, I've not spent a ton of time in L.A. in my life. I mean, I've only been to L.A. five times maybe in my life. But I stayed I, in that neighborhood. When you, I've Back never, when it was the Forum and Hollywood Park used to be there. I, I'm, that's kind of downtown? I stopped there, and I had a one-day kind of overlay of going to Hawaii right. in, like, 92. Right. Went to the see the L.A. Kings play when they had Luke Robitaille and Gretzky. When they were still at the And Forum. Calgary Flames had Theo Fleury. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you were there a long and time And Lanny ago. McDonald. Is, so I was there then. Is that yeah. kind of downtown? No. No, it's, no. It's out by the airport. Yes. Oh, it's right by the airport. Yes, yes and, right by the airport. And the call is right. Like, that area used to be I've never not good. There. But now it's like, the, it, it's like normal suburbs with the Home Depot really? and the Chipotle. It, it, I mean, it'll be 30 years since there, I was there's, there. Uh, they're also building the Clippers Stadium, like, whoa, right whoa. down the street from the SoFi Stadium. Where, that's right. I, I've heard them say Where's Staples? Is that downtown? Yes. Okay. Staples is downtown. I've LA never Live. been downtown LA, yeah. ever. I, well, yeah, that's there's where, not much yeah, there. That's where ESPN is. Oh, right. Yeah. That's where the station right. is. Right. It's yeah. right there by Staples, right next to the yard house where I went to get my tuna pokey. Okay. And it was delicious. I've never been downtown Los Angeles. I've only, you know, you who it's like who goes to downtown? I don't know. You stay yeah. if you're staying there. You stay in Santa Monica. Or don't go a mile east. Uh, don't go a mile east. <laughs> your eyes will open up. Yep. Skid Row is like right there. As right will here. your nostrils. Okay. I'll as stay, will your nostrils. I'll take your advice. Pungent. I'll stay. Pungent. Away. So the stadium. So the forum is right by the airport. Okay. So that's a different yeah. part. I've never been to either part really. I mean, and so. I'd like to go see that stadium, though. If the Bears go there twice next year, it'd be fun to get to one of those games. 312-332 ESPN is the number. We're going to crosstalk in 15 minutes. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. It's Carmen and Yurko. Sports talk while you're on the clock. Do I exaggerate? This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Yurko, I am pleased to announce... That we have a location for this month's Whiskey University. Class will be back in session next Wednesday, November the 16th. Yes. Remember, Whiskey U is free to yes. join. Just come hang with us, eat some delicious food, drink some delicious whiskey. Free to join. Free to join. And you and will people... never need your Whiskey University loans to ever be forgiven either. Never. never. Okay. No, exactly. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Won't have to ever worry about loan that. forgiveness program. That's right. So come hang with us. At Sovereign in downtown Plainfield. Plainfield. And people have asked, like, Carmen, you guys have been sort of on the near west side. You know, we've been in LaGrange. We've been in um, Hinsdale. We've been up north. Yeah. We've been south to Barracos. People have said, you haven't come out by me. You haven't come west. Go south west, young man. You haven't gone south west. Tornado Alley down there. Well, yeah. we are going to we're gonna bring the tornado of bourbon, baby, next week. We are going to be, I don't know if that's a thing or not, Yurko, but we're going to be in downtown Plainfield drinking Calumet Farm, including the new 10-year, which is just released. Beautiful. Yes, that's right in the sweet spot. You know, sometimes 16 can be a little much for people, a little over-oaked maybe, a lot of oak on those 16-year bourbons. 10 is the sweet spot, That's the sweet spot. That's jubilee. 10 years in oak. 
hundred percent, a hundred proof, excuse me, fifty percent ABV, non chill filtered. The sovereign tap, sovereign tap. That's where we're going to be. I like it. Twenty four Wednesday, two forty two sixteen West Lockport Street in Plainfield, Illinois. Thank you. I'm looking at it. Got a great outdoor activity. Got some fires outside, Carm. Yeah. A lot of eggs on everything. They're putting eggs on everything now. Putting eggs. Oh, I got like pictures. A... I'm looking at it. Oh yeah, sovereign. Yeah, yeah. that's where we're going to be next Wednesday Beautiful. for another whiskey. The next two, next uh, this month and next month before the before Christmas are going to be at Sovereign in Plainfield. And uh, again, we'll be drinking Calumet Farm. So Calumet call, Farm. Call your friends. Well, when is call that? Your next neighbors. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Might have to come out with it's a not couple too guys. Too far for you. I might have to bring Flip out. Hey, it's 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 a ride. Yeah, it's a lot. But don't you worry about it, Carl. A little bit of a ride. for you. There is no ride. Right. Just north the sanctuary by a little bit of a smidge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, what I'm guessing. Right. Oh, I know I'm right. You ain't going to tell me. So for the people that have been wondering, when are we going to get out to the far west suburbs or the southwest suburbs? Here we go. Come hang with us at uh, Sovereign and Plainfield oh, next week. Oh, yeah. I've been that neck of the nape, Carm. Ooh-wee. My cousin lives right in Oswego. I've met your cousin. He might be able to come right from That's Oswego. He's a bourbon guy. Cousin loves. Marco. Cousin Marco, yeah. Right? I've met yeah, cousin He teaches at one of the high schools. He does. You know what else he does? Badminton coach. Does he really? Badminton coach, yeah. Was he that good? In, he, he, he was very risty wow. as a youngster. Badminton. So one thing we always said about Marco, very, very risty. risty. Hated playing golf with us. He always came to us every other weekend because his parents were divorced. Mm. And his uncle always brought him by, you know, John and Mirko. And we helped, you know, raise him as yeah. a youngster. A little, bit, a, little, a little rough on Marco sometimes. Were you a little? I bet you were. <laughs> Especially if he said, hey, cousins, you want to go play badminton? A little rough on him, yeah. First of all, badminton's a lot of fun. I feel like they don't, you know, do they still do that in gym and stuff? I mean, kids playing badminton? Oh, yeah, no, still play pickleball now. Now Everybody it's all there. pickleball. Sure. But you, 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 nothing wrong with uh, engaging with a little shuttlecock every once in a while. Uh, I don't I think you're right. Oh, I think that's fantastic. Inexpensive, cheap. Get out there with the rackets, make things happen. The pickleball thing, you know these people. Oh, it's the fastest growing sport in the U.S. and it's this and it's that. Pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. My God. Though I was a little rough on Marco. It was my brother Mirko and Marco that got arrested at the local pharmacy stealing things, and they got brought back to the front door by the Calumet City Police Department. Well, don't steal as, shuttlecocks. As I answered the door, well, what were they stealing? Oh, just stupid stuff just from stupid the store. Stuff. You know how kids yeah, are. Candy and I come back and I see one of the officers. Officer friendly there with the two little scofflaws. Uh-huh. I go, Mom, Mom, Mom comes to the front door. The she police officer explains what happened. Sure. Boy, she didn't spare the rod that oh, day. Oh, yeah, I bet and, that. And on her nephew, too. Yeah, you better be. And, and she had the green light, too. Oh, yeah. She had the green light. My grandmother. Boy, she was smacking some kids upside the head. You better believe it. I go, boy, I was wondering, you guys kept going to the store and bringing back all this stuff all the time. How much money did you guys have? So I was rough on him, but I didn't steal with him. That was there. You go. You, that was Brother Mirko that helped steal with him. You had some sense about you. Your yeah, friend. I love it. Thank heaven. Casey's in Plainfield. I hope we see you next week at Whiskey U. What's up, Casey? Hey, how you guys doing? Good man. Um, you guys will love Sovereign. I'm really happy to have you guys out this way. I actually just recently bought a house in Plainfield. I'm a UPS driver, and I deliver that whole strip of downtown Plainfield all the time. Nice. You guys, uh, Really happy and excited to have you guys, and I will see you there. You come by next uh, Wednesday night, all right? You're free? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I'm going to be there. No matter, Even if I'm not free, I'll make myself uh, free. That's right. He's going to find freedom. We'll see you there, Casey. Thanks, man. Absolutely. All Can't right, wait. Hey, see, we already this, got one person who's going to be there. packages might be delivered the next day. That's fine. <laughs> Some might say he's going to find sovereignty yeah, to come yeah, to sovereign. Exactly. How about that? It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful the thing. The packages can wait. It's not Christmas yet. That's it's right. Casey's Long already time. made plans. 
demand. Long time. Everything doesn't need to be delivered in a day, does it? No. Speaking of Amazon, uh, did you see who wants to maybe join in uh, if he's going to buy DC? If he's going to buy Washington. I think uh, I think it's Bezos. Oh, McConaughey wants. Yeah. It? I thought Jay Z wanted it. With uh, he does. Jay Z too. They're talking about uh, McConaughey wants it. Huh? You know, it's weird. McConaughey grew up in Texas, obviously, but he's a huge Washington man. Can you imagine growing up in Texas and being a Washington? Well, they were uh, good maybe when he was a youth. I know, but you think when maybe you grew, he grew up in up Texas, as watching a the Hogs play, you know, maybe he's a big fan of the Hogs. Yeah, he's probably a little older than me. Or yeah. I'm sure you're right about that. But it's just well, odd. McConaughey's a good-looking man. Oh my God! I think I think he might be my age though, Carm. Uh, is, is, yeah. he, is he your age? Is he mid-50s? Hey, boy, he looks good, though, Maybe man. you're right. I'm telling you, if I looked as good as he 53. did. 53. 53? Told you. Yeah, 55, Happy 53. birthday a few days ago to uh, uh, yeah. birthday. Oh, we're doing birthdays? Hey. Uh, Happy birthday. Got some birthdays Matthew there, Bob? Uh, can we make the announcement real quick on Thursday? We're going to commemorate the sinking of the no, Edmund uh, Fitzgerald. Thursday, Thursday yeah. Black and a dollar on live. It's already, in the, fr- it's already in the fridge. Now's the time, though. Now's the time if you're going to participate with us. Yes. Now's the time to get your local binnies or your local liquor store get in there and ask them for great lakes yeah great yep. lakes has it edmund yeah. fitzgerald and pick up some of the uh, christmas sales already edmund out yeah. i love it it's All a porter go get it it's a porter okay it is a it's porter. a porter it's so delicious it's going to be thick it's going to be meaty just like you like it but yeah. we're going to be a phrasing well, bring, 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 bring it back bring it back all right yeah. so yeah. we got to make sure it's everybody has there it's already in the fridge chris and i went for greeny that day on thursday and friday so we'll have enjoy some during frost that day two soup day no when Greeny's off, Black and Abdallah are on live. So that's great. Yeah. So Thursday and Friday, the guys will be on 10 to noon, and then we'll get to crosstalk with them. And Thursday at noon, we will commemorate with them and we'll uh, toast with an Edmund right. Fitzgerald Porter. And as Yurko just said, Go he likes it. it because it's thick and meaty. That's right. I did not think you'd ever say yeah. something like that. Thick and meaty. God the bless. The point is, get to your local liquor store, pick yourself up a sixer, and yeah. join us in the commemoration. Yes. And I'm not just saying this because they're a proud partner. I've said it before many times in the past. I'm not a beer expert either. I'm not like Abdallah or like Freddie Huebner. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not a beer expert. But the Great Lakes Christmas Ale, to me, is the best one. The be- it's, so good. It's the best. And it's, it's the one I always want to make sure I get home. I like the, the anchors. There's a few I like, but the, I love the Great Lakes one. And I, will de- and I didn't realize it's already on the shelf. It is. It's already, it came uh, out uh, it. like a week ago. I will go get it's a six-pack of that. All over, I've seen it all over the place this week. Today. We already yeah. played Christmas music, didn't we? Oh, yeah. We did. Why we, wouldn't the Christmas sale be on the shelf? We smoked everybody. I love how right. you know, Sirius XM is talking. Well, yeah. we're not playing Christmas music. Get out of here. We Light played it FM. a month ago. Get Light FM. Here, Light FM. We beat you by a month. Yeah. Smell me later, man. Nice try. Smell Good luck later. to you. Did Feeder ever give us a shout-out? Feeder's retired. I know, didn't we call anymore. him and we told him to tweet it he anyway? He came out of retirement just for that announcement. Yeah, he no, was like, guys, a one, a one column we, only. He's hung up the cleats. Didn't we like say, Robert, can you still tweet about us? Maybe. <laughs> the minute he started asking pertinent questions, they all ran from him. But Robert was the best. He's yeah. the all-time king in this town. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was in college and I, was st- I wanted to be in radio and, you know, the pr- professors would come in and say, the one thing you better do every morning, you got to remember, this is the 90s. And yeah. so it Different times, obviously. Yeah, people but, read the paper. Well, you read the paper, and and you. Oh my God! If you you better have known what Robert was writing about the TV and radio. Oh, sometimes yeah. you got to look to see if you still have a job in feeder. Yeah, yeah sometimes and, you did. Him and Dave Feldman, <laughs> the two two that you had to read all the time. Feldman was the outdoor guy, right? No, Dave well, who, Feld, Dave Feldman was the horse racing guy. Oh, the horse racing guy. I'm Here's sorry. everything I know. Yeah, you yeah. should know it too. Yes, that's right. Who was yeah. the outdoor guy? Like. 
that Rover. Oh, uh, he's still there. Yeah. Yeah, he's I'm still not there. blanking on him. Chauncey's the only outdoor guy we really care. Right. Yeah, Chauncey's the one you need well, to follow. Oh, what's his name now? I can't. Now I'm blanking on his name. Off. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture. I'm blanking on his I'm name. I'm looking at him. Handsome fellow. The We're, mustache and the beard. Yeah, exactly. Gives you the fishing report. Right. Uh, just follow Chauncey. Hey, Chinooks are uh, biting on shiners, you know, all types of good stuff. We're going to cross talk. No, you don't. You had a dumb, thick, and meaty. We're going to cross talk <laughs> with Waddle and Sylvie coming up next. Mike McDaniel has the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. I just wanted him to stop scrambling. And it was pretty irritating because he didn't listen at all. He didn't take the coaching.